Two days out from the debate, and there are several changes. Both candidates release new campaign videos. A new photo emerges implicating Biden, and the Dems get feisty with Feinstein. My name is Jonathan Hewitt, and welcome to the Conservative Voice Show. All right, so the second debate is just two days away between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and it'll be Thursday. Well, this coming Thursday, obviously. Um, so given what we've seen with the first debate, the commission for the presidential debates have, has chosen to make it to where now the moderators can mute both candidates during the two-minute talking period following the question. So the moderator will ask the question, and if they're asking it to Joe Biden, Trump will be muted for that two minutes time, and vice versa. And then after that two-minute time's open, whichever candidate was muted will be unmuted, and then they can have their discussion about that topic for however much of the time is remaining. We also saw that it moved from foreign policy to COVID-19, national security, and many more of the same issues that they've already spoken about. And light of recent forthcomings about the Biden administration, I can only imagine why there was a change in that. But anyway, in an article from Politico, it looks like the commission is going even farther and providing the, that ability, like I said, for the candidates to be muted. The rules that the commission has instituted and the changes, and then obviously Welker being named as the moderator for the third debate, seem to be kind of fair. At least the rules are. Maybe not the moderator, for instance, because we all know that Welker has severe ties to the Democratic Party, which we will get to. Trump needs this elect, or I'm sorry, needs this debate to go well. He's trailing in almost every single national poll that's given. Even though recently he did pick up back in Georgia last night, um, that poll now has him up one point in Georgia, which is really good. And I think as we continue, we will see those polls begin to tighten as we come up to the election. But he cannot afford to continue the TV reality show that he so often perpetrates. Like, yeah, it may make good television, but the American people don't want that. And he doesn't have a stark lead over Biden. Hell, Biden's leading him, if we're going to believe the polls. And so Trump needs a solid debate where he attacks Joe Biden on policy issues and does not get out of hand. That is what's going to win him that. That election point. That sorry. That is what's going to win him the election. He needs to prepare good talking points, be prepared for the debate, and overall not act like an adolescent teen, teenager who's not getting his way. So with all that being said, not only does Trump have that adversity that he needs that good debate, and that there's a change in the debate rule, but Kristen Welker has been named the moderate for the debate, and has some serious ties to the Democratic Party. In an interview with Fox & Friends earlier today, Trump told them, in quote, she is totally partisan. Her father and mother are, bits, are big supporters of Joe Biden. They're supporters of the Democratic Party, which may be true. According to a report published by the New York Post on October 17th, may show that Welker is far from unbiased. Inside that New York Post, it reports in March 2016, Walker was busted 
on live television tipping off Hillary Clinton's communication director, Jennifer Palmieri, about at least one question she planned to ask her during a post-debate interview in Michigan. At the time, Clinton was locked in a fierce fight for the Democratic nomination against Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh, that's a big issue. If, if she's willing to do it once, she's willing to do it again, especially with how polarized this presidential election has been. And that is very, very bad. That same post goes on to say, anyone who's ever dealt with Walker knows she's an activist, not a reporter. The White House press team views her the same way they would AOC or Pelosi if they walked in on the office, a senior White House official told the Post. So you're telling me the commission has chosen a moderator, even after the Steve Scully scandal and his anti-Trump agenda of one that has serious ties to the Democratic Party and a history of being biased when it comes to moderating debates. That is absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And that's the problem, in my opinion, with the current debate format. I truly believe that if the moderators are going to come from politically aligned news outlets, that there needs to be two of them. One from a conservative media outlet and one from a liberal media outlet. And that this will allow, just as the moderators are to check the candidates and ensure that they keep them in line and going down the right path, that the moderators can keep the other one in check. So if one moderator becomes too biased, the other moderator is there to check them. All right. So, holy cow. The new Trump ads are devastating. Absolutely damaging to Joe Biden. And an article broke by the Daily Wire early this morning revealed that there are five new campaign ads that the Trump administration is going to be releasing. The first one and the only one that I'm going to show here today is probably the most damaging. And it's when the UFC champion Jorge Masvidal is speaking to a group of Latino Americans about Joe Biden and how he doesn't care about the Latin American community and that Biden will not do good for the Latin American neighborhoods. So here's the ad. I'm going to let you in on something. The Democrats just think that they're entitled to the Latino vote. They think that we just have to hand it over to them. That's right. We sure as hell don't. Así mismo. Así mismo. They got to show us what they can do for us, what they can do for our communities. We're not going to buy the same wolf tickets and false promises that destroyed great countries like Venezuela and Cuba. It's not going to happen. You know what else is not going to work for them? Playing Despacito on your cell phone to pander to us. Hell no. You got to give us some credit for having heads on our shoulders. I'm going to wrap this up. Some words of Barack Obama. He said elections have consequences. That is true. And those words have never been more true than they are today. We either re-elect President Trump and keep America great. Amen. Or we let Joe Biden destroy the greatest country the world has ever seen. Now, I'm a professional athlete, and I've been one for most of my life, so I've always seen things through a sports lens. That makes Donald Trump, our head coach, 
and before the global pandemic, we were winning Super Bowls. And when you're winning Super Bowls, you don't fire the coach. You don't, doesn't matter if you don't like the plays he runs, the players he puts on the field, or what he says on Twitter. You sure as hell don't replace him for another coach that's been in the business for 47 years at every level and never won a game. Wow. In an almost two-minute video, the campaign ad slams Biden for his lack in providing for minorities and his clear lack of understanding of them. Masvidal is quoted, head on our shoulders, is directly and truthfully pointing out how Biden and his campaign are using minorities as spears. We see this all the time. BLM, Antifa, using dead black Americans, dead minority Americans to try to push the racial divide to try to gain some more voters. It's absolutely deplorable. Truly deplorable. And it shows how far the Democratic Party is willing to go to try to win back the power and win the election. So Trump's, Trump's campaign also added, will also be releasing four more videos that range from topics come, covering economics. And then even the First Lady gets on there speaking about how children need to go back to school. Not just for education, but for social education. To be socially engaged. And the importance that is for child development. So, with Trump's really, 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 really good campaign ads, he really, really, really did that thing he always does, and that's he shoots himself in the foot. So, once again, CNN ran a story today speaking about how Trump is bad mouthing Anthony Fauci. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so sick and tired of the bickering between Anthony Fauci and, and Trump. Whether Anthony Fauci is being overly political or partisan, I don't think so, but Trump apparently does. So according to a report from CNN, Trump said, is quoted saying, people are saying whatever, just leave us alone. They're tired of it. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots. I can't really say that I disagree with Trump. Like, the American people are tired. I know I'm tired of being forced locked down and that everything is closed. My Walmart's not open 24 hours anymore. Everything closes at 8 o'clock. Certain stores I can't go into. Americans are ready to get back to normal. The problem is, is that Trump going around bad-mouthing the scientific community is not the best way to go around getting your point out there. The American people know that. We all know that. But Trump needs to be building support in the scientific community for when the vaccine does come out. He has to do that if he wants to be successful in the COVID-19 campaign, I guess you could call it, or the fight to, of COVID-19. He has to back the scientific community. All right, so speaking of campaigns, Biden also released a campaign ad. His release Thursday. And earlier today, Fox broke a story about the ad Biden campaign, or I'm sorry, Biden's campaign aired on Thursday. It's really bad, actually. Like, very bad. So, in that ad, Biden uses a Michigan bartender who is speaking about his struggling business. The ad, which was posted on YouTube on Thursday and aired Sunday on CBS during the NFL games, features Joe Malcolm, who is listed as the co-owner of The Blind Pig, once a popular bar and music venue in Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
Malcolm blamed his business economic downturn on President Trump's COVID-19 response. And quote, for 50 years, the blind pig has been open and crowded, but right now it's an empty room, he says. For, he says in the one minute ad, showing the empty venue, this is the reality of Trump's COVID-19 response. We don't know how much longer we can survive not having any revenue. A lot of restaurants, bars that have been mainstays for years will not make it through this. This is Donald Trump's economy, he continued. There's no plan. You don't know how to move forward. It makes me so angry. My only hope for my family and this business and my community is that Joe Biden wins this election. That's the kind of person we need. So what that ad doesn't tell us is that Malcolm is actually an angel investor. Okay, so Malkin, what it doesn't tell us is Malkin is actually an angel investor. And that after inheriting money from his wife's grandfather, which he likened to winning the lottery, Malkin said he founded CKM Capital Partners in 2013 and eventually became an angel investor in local tech companies, according to a 28 interview with Click on Detroit. He also served as a CEO of Nutshell, a customer relationship management software company since 2014 and raised at least $5.5 million in angel and venture capitalists, according to Crane's Detroit Business 40 Under 40. According to the Federal Election Commission data, Malkin donated $5,000 to Biden for presidency in July. Uh, I think it's really funny how Biden used, again, the downfall of the American people to try to push his political agenda. However, he didn't even use or couldn't even do the effort of going into a legitimate mom and pop restaurant or store and finding someone who is truly struggling because of COVID-19 and using them. Instead, he used an angel investor that invested thousands of dollars into his campaign to try to boost his standings in the polls. It's absolutely despicable. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Furthermore, when I tried to access that YouTube video showing the ad, it's currently been taken down and this is the screen that I get. So that wasn't the only bad news for Biden today. As we all know, the last terrible days, no, I'm sorry, the last few days have been terrible for Joe Biden because of everything with Hunter Biden. Now we know his distasteful political ads. Joe Biden just is in a tailspin. He's absolutely lost it. His campaign is not doing anything to keep him in check. And it is just a maelstrom of dishonest, disingenuous bullcrap. But anyway, according to the Daily Wire, which has a story earlier today, that there is legitimate photographs of Joe Biden meeting with one of Hunter Biden, his son's business partners, which is a direct contrast to his own statement. It contradicts his own statement. Okay, so in that article, it says the photo first published last year at an anti-corruption website called the Kazakhstani Initiative on Asset Recovery, KIAR, purports to show Hunter Biden and Joe Biden together with Kazakhstan's former prime minister, Karim Masimov, at far right, Breitbart News reported. At far left, the photo shows Kenneth Rakeshev, described as a relative and junior partner of oligarch Timur Kalabayev. Kenneth Rabashev is a prominent investor and entrepreneur 
regarded as one of the most influential businessmen in Kazakhstan. Rashev's personal website states, according to Forbes, Rashev is among the 50 most influential people in, Kaz in Kazakhstan. Um, that is really, really bad news for Biden. Really bad news. And of course, we don't see this anywhere on the headlines. Not in CNN, not in New York Times, not in the Washington Post. No mainstream media currently has this story posted. That is a true sign of where the political allegiance lies in the mainstream media. So the report continues. A Senate report into Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings say that Hunter Biden's business partner, convicted fraudster Devin Archer, received $142,300 from Kenna's Rakashev of Kazakhstan, purportedly for a car. The same day Vice President Joe Biden appeared with the Ukrainian Prime Minister as Arsimi Yasenyuk and addressed Ukrainian legislators in Kiev regarding Russia's actions in Crimea. So here's the picture. I do not know. I honestly do not know how the Attorney General Barr could not appoint a special counsel to launch the probe into this entire mess. The Hunter Biden scandal, his laptop, the inner, the alleged um, involvement with Joe Biden into all these foreign entities and the prospect that he may have been taking bags of cash home with him. Like, I don't understand. Further, the FBI has allegedly has Hunter Biden's laptop and has confirmed that there was no Russian interference and seeing that neither Joe nor Hunter Biden had explicitly dismissed the emails as being fake, I think we can all understand what's going on here. And for that, I, it needs to be investigated. And I don't know how we're not investigating it yet. So we all watched the hearing last week for ACB. And me personally, I think she did a great job. I also, I will commend a lot of the Democrats that sat on the Judiciary Committee that they did, at least in public, not attack ACB's faith for a reason that she should not have been nominated. With that being said, even though the Senate is supposed to be aristocratic in the highest house and gentlemanly and full of scholars, apparently common formalities and niceties are lost when you're not happy about what's going on. So late today, the deplorable Chuck Schumer said that he had a long talk with Senator Feinstein after she complimented the Republican Senator Lindsey Graham for the way that he handled ACB's hearing in an article. I'm sorry, the way that he handled ACB's hearing. In an article written by John Bresham and Burgess Effort in the Politico, Chuck Schumer refused to defend Senator Dianne Feinstein over the calls from progressive groups for her removal as a top Democrat on the Judiciary Committee with the Senate Minority Leader divulging he had a long and serious talk recently with the California Senator. Ooh, long and talk. Long talk coming from Chuck Schumer. Like, that has to be absolutely the most absurd thing. Someone needs to have a long talk with him about what's right and what's wrong. Democrats mostly refused to comment on the controversy, with some praising Feinstein's long record of service, but few touting her performance last week. The Barrett proceedings ended with Feinstein praising Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham and then hugging him. She called the Barrett hearings 
one of the best set of hearings that I participated in, and a comment that drew waves of angry criticism from the left. I don't know why they're angry, besides the fact that they realize that they're not going to get their way. And I think that Senator Feinstein understood this. She knew that there was nothing they could do to stop the vote. The best that she could probably do, and all of the Senate, on the senators on the Judiciary Committee for the Democrats was try to at least look good to the American people. Try to not at least destroy Biden's campaign and hold some force, some form of face value to the American people. Something else the Democrats are doing in public is their dismay about Feinstein with many of her colleagues calling for her demotion. So they really want to remove this long-standing female icon from the Judiciary Committee the first ranking member of the Judiciary Committee because she was polite to Lindsey Graham. Literally, she was polite to a fellow senator and they're now calling for her removal. I find it funny when the left is continually trying to push female inequality and that it's present in the United States, but then when a female does something that they don't like, they immediately want her removed because they're not happy with her. It's absolutely hilarious that the Democratic Party literally has something wrong with being a decent human being. I don't think that that's very hard whatsoever. So what does it all mean? I don't know. I think that, like I said at the beginning, going forward into Thursday into the debate, Trump needs a strong debate. He needs to talk about those topics. He needs to slam Joe Biden on national security. He needs to keep his temper cool. Let Biden make a fool of himself. Let Biden stumble through the debate and capitalize on the strong hitting points that he has. And that'll do very, very well for him. He needs to attack Joe Biden on the Hunter Biden scandal and his involvement in the foreign countries that he may have been receiving money on. And then going into the vote that I believe the Republican senators have planned for this Friday to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. I don't think that the Democrats have any way to stop it. Like they may try some pause or delay, some legislative delay, but they can't stop it. And they definitely can't stop it before the election. So with all that in mind, guys, I once again will apologize. I'm again, I got off work this afternoon or this evening a little after 10, I'm recording it tonight, which did give us that late um, article with Chuck Schumer just being deplorable as always. But I just want to apologize. Like I said, my job, I'm on days right now, so I don't get to record till after work. And that's just the reason why the podcasts are coming out a little later and you're seeing them on your drive into work rather than on your drive home from work. Wednesday and Thursday, I will get them out probably by 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, Thursday, um, you will see my comments Friday morning about the debate. Also, a special on Thursday, I have a good buddy of mine, a former Army medic and a libertarian, where we'll discuss all kinds of topics regarding the presidential race, his thoughts on the Libertarian Party's nominee, Joe Jurgensen, and much, much more. You don't want to miss it. So, as always, thank you for watching.